Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards, and we've got a treat for you today. This is Logar the Barbarian, and I'm here with John. John, what are we taking a look at today? Today we are looking at Cairn, which is a minimalist RPG, and according to the back cover, it's an adventure game inspired by the likes of Into the Odd and Nave. So this is relatively inexpensive. I think my copy was like three bucks. I just ordered it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and, it was under four for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it came, there was all shipping and everything. So if you only if you're on a budget, you know this is a pretty good game to take a look at. I had a lot of thoughts about this game. There were some things about it I really liked, and there were some things about it that I had questions about. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I really like it, and it's similar to a lot of the other kind of minimal minimalist games where it just kind of tries to simplify a lot of the more crunchy parts of role-playing games. It seems to be, to me, to be really starts with a BX kind of mindset, <clears throat> and um, a lot of the things seem to kind of flow from that, and then they just uh, simplified it a lot, of course. One of the things that I've known, so when this, when you open this book up, they tell you, uh, they give you a kind of a list of how it's different, what kind of defines it. You got, Karen was written with the following design philosophies in mind. So they give you the design philosophies. It is a classless system. There is death, fiction first, growth, neutrality, player choice principles, and shared objective. So it kind of gives you the layout of the concepts behind this game on that first page. And then you turn to the next page on page two, you have principles for wardens, which I guess is the DMs or the dungeon masters, and you have principles for players. And it seems as if they're kind of laying out, this is how you should approach the game and, you know, telling the DMs to be informative information. Players do need, do not need to roll dice to learn about their circumstances. Uh, difficulty, difficult default to context and realism rather than numbers and mechanics. It goes on to say danger, put traps in plain sight and let the players take time to figure out a solution, not necessarily roll against that. Preparation, develop situations, not stories or plots. And it keeps on going and it talks about cooperative teamwork and the principles for players. And it kind of lays out a way to approach game when you're playing. It's interesting. I think a lot of those things lean towards a heavy sandbox type game, it seems, where with a lot of player autonomy and very minimal rolling, it seems what they're pushing. And it's cool. You can literally take these two pages and, and add them to any game and say, okay, these are the principles for how we're going to play this game. And you can play that style of game is the way it feels. Yeah. It, I really, I really like a lot of what they lay out here. And of course I've seen a lot of it in other places, but it's kind of compiled here and the player section for sure, I think would be, you know, this would be a good page to go over anytime you're getting ready to start a, a can new campaign especially if you have new players, but there's a lot of great tips and um, just sets up a good culture for having a good old school kind of sandbox game. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I like it. It's a different approach. The other thing, uh, so this gives you very little for character creation. You're not doing like classes, so you don't have to flip through different classes to choose. You're rolling backgrounds and random random charts to come up with a character. It seems like it would to be very quick. The actual mechanics are minimal. Uh, you do have spells, but it comes in the form of spell books. And anyone can cast a spell if they make the checks is the way I understand it. Mm -hmm. 
Now, spell books and then there's scrolls. Scrolls can be used only once, but you can use a spell book more than one time, apparently. The combat's interesting because you're not really rolling a strike. You're rolling the damage directly against the armor and whatever goes above and beyond. So if you roll higher for your, for your damage, you end up doing damage. And taking hit points down isn't really the core part of damage, but they have a scars table on page 14 of this. Now, this thing, it turns out to be something like 20 pages total at the most. Mm -hmm. But by the time you hit page 14, you have a scars table. I think that's a cool approach to damage and combat. Instead of just taking down hit points, you can have permanent wounds or things that impact you on a long-term or a short-term that you have to recover from. That's similar to how the year zero system does with combat and damage and wounds and hit points. And I like that. It's an interesting take on it and it means that if you get hurt you're actually hurt not just a number going up and down yeah so the hp in this game is actually hit protection and they're not actually health points or hit points your hit points are really your strength um, attribute because uh the hit protection well if you look at combat well, one thing I'll mention about combat is that I think it's kind of, I would like to try this out because it's neat that you're not rolling to hit because when you're rolling to hit, you get in that cycle where the players roll, nobody can hit the, the opponents roll, nobody, and you just go back and forth with nobody really doing damage. It can get really boring, but in this one, everybody hits. It's just a matter of, do you did, roll? Did it damage much, the person? How much? Yeah. Did it damage the person? Um, usually I would think, based on the numbers there it looks like you're going to do some damage uh, often so so that that hit roll and that damage roll are the same role in this it's that you don't have to do, do that where we was normally we're like oh roll your 20 to hit then roll your damage you yeah. roll really high really good and you roll your damage and you only roll once it's like well mm -hmm. i did real good but it doesn't show it only did a little bit of damage yeah i they, think it, it's a little cooler that when you go higher it's gonna it's gonna impact it yeah they give an example about you roll your every weapon has its own damage dice you roll that if you roll higher than the target's armor you do the difference in damage to their hit protection yeah. right yeah and then yeah. once that goes down to below zero if it goes down to exactly zero that's when you can get a scar but and if it goes below zero if it goes below zero then you take your strength goes down drops yeah. down and i the way I'm reading it goes down to zero, at which point you have to make a strength check or I guess begin the road to death. You're kind of crawling around <laughs> incapacitated. So really simplified combat. Yeah. And I, so here's the thing I'm reading, I'm looking at this book and I can see how I can take this book and do a whole campaign with this. It's possible. I think that a lot of people aren't going to do that in the long run. Uh, Cause a lot of us, are used to like having our book collections and going to this thing and we want monsters we go to a monster manual so it is breaking with a lot if you've been playing for a while and you're setting your ways it's a deviation from what we've been used to and it works also there so there's also the fact that just a lot of the ideas in here could just be house rules imported and and practices used in other games so I feel that the book has multiple uses in that way is it's not just a game on its own, but most of these things you can probably house rule into some sort of system. Yeah. And I thought, I always thought it'd be nice to take, I, I have a bunch of these kind of minimalist uh, role-playing games. I, 
to kind of bind them all together as like and go through and highlight the different things I like for house rules or to kind of come up with my cobble my own minimalist system that I like. So I think that people have been, I think that's how we have so many of these. I think that's mm-hmm. what people are doing. They're saying, I like this. Let's try this combination. Here's all the rules thrown together with a little bit of BX there and you got it. Exactly. This, it's and it's cool. And I, I like I love that it's affordable and I get to be able to see what kind of stuff they have and get ideas that I could implement in other games. At the same time, there's useful stuff in there, no matter what game you're using. And if we really needed to come up with something quick and easy that wouldn't be hard to roll characters up with and go forward with a game, this is pretty simple and easy to run with. It's doable. Yeah. You could you could do a campaign off of it, and I could just grab modules from other games off the shelf and, and just use the information in there if I needed to and wanted to. It's cool. I, I definitely give Karen a, a thumbs up. I think that it's... It's got some useful stuff in there to read through. Am I going to run this? I don't think I will. But if I have a chance and like I got a few people over and nobody is nobody's, you know, nobody showed up for game or something. I only have a few people and we need something to play. I say, hey, let's get that Karen book. We can come up with a quick game and I could impromptu with this. I feel pretty easy. Make a game for the night. So I'll probably try that when I get the chance. (laughs) Yeah, and I think I'm going to try this with uh, uh, with my kids uh, because they don't they're more into the story and everything, not so wanting to get bogged down with um, rules. So <laughs> rules uh, in a dungeon. Yeah. So yeah, that I think it would be great for that too. Yeah, I definitely suggest checking it out. I just picked mine up on Amazon. C A I R N. Can we? The pronunciation Karen. is Karen. It's Karen. not Karen. Like Karen. Karen's hassling the manager is not what we're saying. <laughs> but Karen, oh, now, that, now you have a good idea for a good, uh, a good role play game. game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karen, the hassle, the manager role play yeah. game. <laughs> Loosely based on the black hack. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The, um, there is uh, the, I'm going to, I want to real quick too, before we end, I want to go back over the, the list, the principles for wardens and the principles for players. When you read this, it definitely has a type of game or a dynamic in game that it prefers that can be different from a lot of game that people play from time to time or what their objective is. So it's kind of telling you to play in this way, try this out, don't do what you're used to doing, let's break the mold. And some people may be playing more like this, but I know it's definitely against a lot of the like fifth edition, third edition, a lot of the modern games, it definitely has some things in there that where it's addressing things that it seems to have issues with newer systems. So, and it goes for a more free form, uh, like we had a recent issue about player autonomy. It definitely leans into that realm of role-playing game. Absolutely. The players definitely kind of steer the ship um, and the warden keeps them kind of on track is the way I, I would take my takeaway here. Mm-hmm. It's well worth checking out. That's about all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. Go ahead and share it on social media. Follow us and like, like, and follow on Facebook at, just search us at Wobblies and Wizards. Uh, Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog site. And y'all have a nice day. Keep those dice rolling. Bye-bye.